Welcome back. Ooh, whoa, welcome back. Oh, welcome back to Line Podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander. Today's beautiful episode is with my friend, Miss Emily Morse. Emily is one of the original podcast OGs in the world of sexuality, podcast in general, actually. Uh, she is the host of Sex with Emily. She is a world renowned sex expert, sexologist. I don't think she's a sexologist, <clears throat> I don't even know if that's a word. I don't know what that means exactly, but she has all sorts of tremendous information on all things sexuality, and we get into all that in this conversation. Uh, I know you guys are going to absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite conversations we've had on here. Uh, thanks so much for checking out the website, alignpodcast.com, A-L-I-G-N podcast.com on there. People have been digging the five-day movement challenge. There's show notes on these episodes, getting into any kind of details, references, uh, stuff like that, books that we mentioned that'll all be at alignpodcast.com. Um, I want to thank Blue Blocks for supporting this program. Blue Blocks is some of the steeziest blue blocking glasses you will encounter. Highly recommend utilizing some blue blockers for your life, especially during travel. Uh, if you're around any kind of blue emitting lights at night, like an hour or so before bed, they say a couple hours. I typically am more about an hour. Um, but really, anytime, once the sun goes down, if you're being exposed, especially like LEDs, last night we went out and got ice cream, which that's an interesting decision in and of itself. It was like 9 p.m. There's all these LEDs and just like, just terrible, terribleness. It throws you off. Going to a grocery store, all that stuff. You need to wear blue blockers during that time. If not, your body gets the signal that it's time to wake the freak up. Uh, you get juiced up with cortisols. You, you get down-regulated or your production of melatonin ends up dropping because your body thinks it's wake-up time before you go to bed. Throw on some blue blockers. <clears throat> it's recommended. Uh, you can go to blueblocks.com slash align for 15% off. B-L-U-B-L-O-X dot com slash align for 15% off. I greatly appreciate folks grabbing the Align Method online program. Uh, people have been really loving that thing. Comes along with the Align Band, which is a heavy duty resistance band, door anchor, all that good stuff. And uh, you can start a seven day free trial by going to alignpodcast.com slash align method. All right, here we go. Back to the podcast with the Emily Morse. Pow. Align Podcast. What's the meditative aspect of masturbation for you? Um, it's more of like a release. It's like, it's more like I feel, and the reason why I started that on the show, I was like, we should meditate. Men, and one of our listeners sent us a t-shirt because I think it makes sense. The truth is, is that we don't masturbate mindfully enough. And so for me, I feel like it's much more of like getting in my body. It's a release. It's pleasure. It's like... Um, I'm set for the day. It's rejuvenating. It helps with blood flow. It's, you know, I, and I think that, that a lot of, I don't often have to remember, remind men to masturbate. They're like, I got that. I just did it. Like, I'm like, yeah, you were like supermarket. Like, don't you have to do it every second? But for women, it's like, we forget. We are like, oh, well, I already have a, a penis in my life or I have a boyfriend or I have a partner. I don't need to. Or we just, I don't know. It's a different thing. But we realize the more that we masturbate, the more we're actually grounded in our bodies and the more we become more skillful, love, skillful lovers to ourselves. And then we're able to be better lovers to others. Yeah. Is, so it's really self-love. Is there any 
setup for it or can it be i think a lot of people masturbation maybe especially for guys maybe just maybe i can't speak for other people it's kind of like utilitarian just like get it out of you yeah they just well that's what i try to change because i think that women are the same way too like they're hitting quit it like they have their routine yeah. um but i think is there the setup i mean the setup for the masturbation for me i mean it depends yeah. like yeah i have days where i'm like okay just gonna get off but i think when i'm already when it, so meditation always comes first for me and then so maybe I'll meditate or maybe I'll masturbate or some days just one or the other but typically for me it's more like the setup is I don't know I'm in my bedroom you mean this the actual setup in my bedroom I got my toys I got my lube my lube on every nightstand is my another one of my manifestos <laughs> lube is just so underrated you saw the uber lube you're like oh you, yes there's yeah, so many great abundant lubes. with lube here I'm abundant with you you haven't even seen the sex toy closet yet. Like, wait till you. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't even want to talk about it. But I, I feel like. Um, so yeah, we just forget that it's important. And then so many women. You know, my my show is all about helping people. You know, with any sexual challenges they have, and a lot of people think they have a low libido, or they think they no longer want sex with their partner. And I think because we become so disconnected from our bodies, and so it's like we expect that we're just going to be on for sex because our partner showed up, but we're not. And we're like, what's wrong? Maybe I don't like him anymore, or maybe I'm in a weird, you know, maybe I'm something's changed. But if you, it's because we're we're not staying connected with our body. So when you learn to breathe into masturbation and be connected and love yourself, you're going to realize that that it's energy that's flowing through your body, and you'll be more ready for sex yeah. with yourself or with someone else. Feels like. In the modern world, sexuality and masturbation and I don't know what else feels like they're like one of the only anchors that we have left to access like true humanity. Yeah. You know, like your deep biological animal self. You know, there's all this other stuff of like we're focusing on work and focusing on taxes and my stereo system and like all this shit. And then there's like all this other stuff. Like we just finished on a, a session. That was amazing. Okay. Yeah, we just did the best session <laughs> ever. I'm just it. like, am I? Do I have? Do I have my my word faculty? Around Don't worry right about it. Yeah. Um, but it seems like that's like one of the few anchor points that we have left. Meditation and masturbation. Is that what you said? No, which well, one? Well, me- yeah. meditation. <laughs> meditation? No, just meditation. No, sexuality. Sexuality. Masturbation. Yeah. It's like one of the few things that it's like, you know, when you're having sex with somebody, your face does all these weird things and your body's in these strange positions uh-huh. and you're like, oh, it's like everything all of a sudden becomes acceptable or a lot of things become unless you have a lot of shame around it. Right. Um, which I think that's an interesting thing to well, get into as well. People, many people do have shame around it. So they don't, they think it, it's funny. Well, maybe this is just because it's my job and maybe people come to you for help when they're having pains and things are going on. But in, yeah, sex should be. And what I would love to see sex as, as this amazing release and gift that we give to ourselves and others. It's like the most pleasurable thing on the planet. Like sex and sex drives so much our, of our behavior. I mean, we're here because two people had sex, right? It's the foundation of, of, of everything. But yet it becomes so confusing and so challenging and so difficult. We have so many challenges around, we're too in our head during sex, we're not in our bodies. We have shame about those faces we make, so we just shut down in the bedroom and we don't know how yeah. to fully express ourselves when we're with a partner, and I think we we give ourselves the short end of the sexual experience all the time, so really what I'm trying to do is get people to kind of talk about it. The first thing we gotta do is like acknowledge it, acknowledge that sex is something that's important to us and not put it on the back burner. Like people will work out every day and they might, you know, eat and go to work, but but usually our sexuality is something that we think is just gonna take care of itself mm-hmm. and it just, just should be natural and it should just happen and we should just feel it and then we're really 
think we're broken if it's not, but it takes focus and concentration. Like everything else in our lives that we think is important and that we prioritize, everything we prioritize, for example, like eating or exercise or our spirituality is like stuff because we worked at it. But like for some reason, there's this notion that sex should just automatically be amazing and present. And if it's not, we think we're broken. Hmm. But it's okay to focus on it and think about it and and put the energy into it because that's what's going to come back to you. But I think we just kind of put it on the back burner think well we'll get back to that when life isn't as busy I'll masturbate or I'll have more sex with my partner once the kids go to college or whatever people think about but it's like no it's a living breathing entity in your life and in your relationship so my main thing is just first acknowledge that and talk about it like that's why I always say communication is a lubrication Mm -hmm. the more we talk about sex the more it's top of mind the better sex we're going to have so is there some way to start to integrate and infuse sexuality into more like holistically into your life so that it's not just this penetration. You're like, oh, yes, that's my, yes. Like, <laughs> like, we're doing sex. Yeah, we're doing the sex. <laughs> yeah, my, my goal would to not look at sex is just, we call it PV sex or yeah. penis and vagina sex. Just right. sex is so, and some people don't even do that kind of sex. Many people don't. So I feel like to think of sex as you're moving through life and you always keep your pilot light lit. So you're always in your sexual body. You're always breathing into your pelvic floor. You're always connected. Not that you're always rocking around like ready to right to have sex but that it's always a part of you so that when sex is when you actually so that's one thing is just to keep it like how is my sexual health today am I am I breathing am I am I feeling sexy like a lot of times I hear you know we don't feel sexy well I just feel like I'm, I'm exhausted and I'm not but like you always have the ability to like anchor yourself and be in your body and feel more sexy or sexual I guess but yeah. um the other ways to what was the other question see I'm I'm Don't worry about faculty. it. You're just post. You're just post mm. body work, which is which that was is so beautiful. Good. We just did like acro yoga, was the body coolest, work. I think it was so cool just, how Emily is like during uh, the body work. <laughs> you have like two modes. You have like deep introspection of your body, and then you have like podcast serious sex whatever. Like yeah. like you're, you're a brilliant communicator, and then you shut all that shit off. <laughs> gone and you go into your body because I have to I don't so practicing what you're preaching how great during the show when I remember to breathe but sometimes I'm just talking you know fast so I it's think like it's great I find with people it's interesting working with with folks I find it's a similar thing you're just you're just more I mean it's really beautiful watching you do it uh, but people you cannot in my experience working with however many people I've worked with they cannot be in their intellectual kind of like material object mind, like speaking about concepts and ideas and be working with themselves at a physiological level. Like they can't change their nervous system. They can't, if there's tension in their body and we're looking to unwind that tension there, um, it's, I think it's in my experience, it's almost impossible for them to be writing an idea right and be able to actually work with their body at that level exactly and okay so you're right and that that's where I dropped into I'm like there was no thought about anything I was just like in my body and breathing and that's what I want people to experience sexually and I would say that most people do not and I would say I feel the questions that I feel my show is a lot of advice right and I would say that the top question I get asked is why can't I focus during sex? Why can't I orgasm? I'm always in my head. How do I get out of my head? Yep. And so the thing about sex is it's such a beautiful opportunity to actually practice like what we did, like breathing into your body. And I always tell people if you, it's exactly what you're saying. If if you actually, if you can't get out of your head, my t- t- tip for that is 
Focus on your senses, your five senses. What am I feeling in this moment? What am I smelling? What am I touching? Oh, I'm touching my partner's body. I smell the candle. Um, I'm, I'm listening to the music or I'm listening to my breath. But the second you engage all five, you are dropped into the present moment. Like you can't be anchored in your senses and in your head. So that, and that's a practice that when you're having sex or when you're even with your practice during masturbation. So that's the kind of masturbation that I practice is just more mindful when I can, not just like trying to get off. And I would love that for men too. And then you bring that into your sex life. So I think, and if you have a partner who's willing to go there with you and be like, yeah, let's breathe together. Let's, you know, let's just make sure we're on the same plane that your body will start to flow together and you won't be in your head because you're connected. Like that's the thing is like sex is the most intimate thing that we can do on the planet. It's so intimate. It's so what we all crave this connection, but yet we're all having very disconnected sex. And I mean by like, I don't know, maybe just the people listening to me, but I would say the majority of people are having mostly disconnected sex on is, the planet. Is that where you came from? Is that why you're so interested in it? Yeah, I came from the most disconnected. I did not know. Um, I came to this field 14 years, almost 15 years ago because I th- I had a hunch that there was a lot more to sex than I knew. And I thought, if it's supposed to be so amazing, like I've had good sex, I've had great sex, but I thought, what is amazing, incredible sex I have and what don't I know and how could I make that happen all the time? It was more like when I started the podcast, I wasn't the expert. I was just like asking everyone I knew and experts and doctors about what is it? And I realized I knew nothing. Like I learned nothing. I, I, I was all about men's pleasure and what they wanted. It was that my pleasure came second, if at all. I used to fake orgasms. I didn't have have as many orgasms. I didn't know how to... Um, relax into sex I was much more um I enjoyed it but I just I've just learned so much about how it's the energy exchange and the give and take and why do you think that was that you were well, focused first on the other I can tell you this it's because I think that I'm not alone I think that many women I have my 19 year old niece visiting me and she and all her friends feel the same way like we are taught that it's about I used to think that men got shipped shipped off to some secret school when they were like younger and that they learned all about women's bodies and pleasure so when I went to have sex I was like oh they they know because I don't have the keys to this kingdom I have no idea yeah. turns out they don't know either but we used to so I think it's just more like no one talks to us about it so we start having sex and some guy comes in you're like 18 years old, he's pounding away at you and doing the jackhammer and you're like is this all there is really and so and I think now especially the only sex people are seeing is in porn so then they're like oh yeah it is pounding away and that's made by men for men from the male gaze most porn so I just think it's even worse now than it was. Like, so I, I think that's one reason. I mean, think it's just more like no guy was like, hey, babe, you come first. It's all about you. Let me go down. Let me please you. It was like, like, let me make out with you for a second. Maybe stick my finger and then put my penis inside you and we're going to start going. Like, I, it, like, that's just how it always went. Because yeah. men are not, you know, cruel here. They just don't know either. So what this is what I do every single day. Why I'm, you know, changing the world one orgasm at a time. I'm just teaching people like, Everyone, get in your bodies, figure out what you want. Explain that to a partner. We're so afraid of it, though. So how, what was the journey for you to start to take your power back with your sexuality as a woman? Um, my journey was... If that's the right language. Yeah, take your I power mean, back. I don't know. It no, very, yeah, like, I feminist. guess so. I guess, you know, I think my journey was just like, oh, I'm going to take time off from relationships, and I'm really going to, like, I've taken, you know, I went back to grad school, I got my doctorate, I did somatic sex therapy training, I've done so many different kinds of things, modalities, and I really just, and it, even though I'm always talking about talking during sex, it really even became like, it, it was hard to, to, to learn about it, but I just started, you know, I 
practice what I preach. I breathed during um, masturbation. I stopped using toys for a while and then figured out what I really liked. And then when I was in relationships, I would let them know in the most like, you know, like, hey, this is what I'm into. What are you into? It means a lot to me if we like, I really like making out or I really like words of affirmation is my love language. What's your, like, just... I think I just made sex more, you know, I did everything that I, I talk about. I, t- I make sure I'm compatible with somebody and that they, you know, we can grow and learn and just, I, I try everything. Talk so. about everything. <laughs> what have I done? It's been a long journey. I went to sex parties. I mean, I did everything, literally. I, like, I, I tried so many things. I've been on a journey. So after your perspective on sexuality from 15 years ago compared to now, how has that shifted? Oh, I would say that I realized that we've only like, for me or for the, I mean, for me, I just realized, wow, what an, I love what I do. And I think it's such a good time to be doing it because what I realized is that most of the world, unless they've been listening to my podcast, they listen to the show or they've been reaching out for information from other people that, that most people are pretty much uh, where I was 15 years ago, no matter what age they are. Like my listeners are 18 to 83. And that there's still this dearth of sex information and sex education in America and people just aren't even like seeking out the answers. So what I think is it's an amazing time right now because um, people, like, I think it's a little bit more open now. Like people realize like, oh, there's some stuff I need to learn. But I think what my view of it now is that it's a really good time to be asking questions about sex and to be curious about it because it's never too late no matter where you're at in the cycle. Like if you're just starting to have sex, you've been in a relationship for 20 years, you can still heal that sex life. You can still make it great for both of you. And I just have a lot of tools for it. So my view on it has changed that we have just all been sort because of religion, our culture, because sex is still taboo, because what we see... If we've been watching movies for the last 20, 30 years, all you see is like man, woman, make out, fall into bed. They have explosive orgasms together and it's amazing and the whole thing is three minutes. Yep. Or if we're watching porn, like it's it, it's just there's no lube, there's no warm up. They just go right to like anal play. It's just all wrong. Like I feel like like Wednesday Martin's book, it's untrue. Like everything we have learned about sex is untrue. It is untrue and we just need to... We, we have so much to learn, but it's like, it's not, and I also want to tell you, it's like baby steps. It's just, it might just be talking about it. It might just be saying, you know what? I realize that we've been together. We've never talked about sex. This is really uncomfortable for me. Might be for you too, but let's figure out to make, let's try to make sex great because it's supposed to be amazing. And yeah. so I feel like um, there's just, I don't know. I, I hope people are more open to this now because wherever you're at sexually, it's, it's a full, and it is a mind, body, it's diet, it's exercise. It's, are you sleeping? Are you communicating? Um, but I wonder, like, what do you think the questions, what kind of questions should be asked? Because I think sometimes that's the thing is like, there's all this information, but like, where should people start as far as like, what what, what should we be asking? Asking ourselves? Yeah. Should I ask ourselves? Like, what do, what do I, what do I like in bed? What makes me feel good? This is why the whole like self-love masturbation is so important. Yeah. Like, I think you should be thinking about what are my other erogenous zones? And we are so limited in what we know for pleasure. Like... Um, I think that we should be exploring the fact that, okay, so women have a clitoris. It has 8,000 nerve endings and the, it's only reason for existence is for female pleasure. And so, and to know that it's not just that little bud, but it actually has legs that extend like behind the labia. There's like internal clitoral nerves and that wherever, even if you're having orgasms and a lot of pleasure, you could have a whole lot more. So start peeling back the layers by, you know, doing your own research. Like people binge on my podcast or buy some books or just figure out or just, you know, things, do research and then I'll do research on yourself. So turn off your phone, 
light some candles, mm-hmm. lock your door, and just start exploring. And not just going right for your own hot spots, but like figuring out like what feels good to me. Oh, I didn't realize like touching my neck is really sensual or just... You know, playing with different parts of your body. I mean, we're just, we have such unlimited capacity for pleasure and we only tap into like a very small percentage of it. Yeah. Where do you think shame came from with sexuality? I think a lot of it comes from, um, like where it always comes from is I think it's misunderstanding. I think a lot of it comes from culture and religion. I think that's where a lot of it started is that it's really shameful um, to, to have sex out of wedlock, for example. Why do you think that is? I mean, honestly, like, why do you think okay, religion why do did I, that? I why think do, it has to do with <laughs> patriarchy. Um, I think that women's sexuality is the most powerful energy on the planet, the goddess energy. We're talking like thousands of years, right? That women's, we are here, Mother Earth, like we are here because women give life, right? And so, and I think it's also really scary. Like women can have so, I mean, there's all talk about what's untrue, that women, that women aren't as sexual as men and women don't want as many partners and women are much more interested in monogamy than men. Like it's all bullshit. It's just that we've been repressed because I think it could be very scary. So the way for, the way to get control over women's sexuality, which could be very, frightening because we have so much pleasure we have so much love and so much capacity is to start to take away some of our rights and by doing that it could be you know of um you know current day like abortion our ability to get birth control but also like back in the day it's like we're going to become property of men we're going to have to be sold to our you know to our new to our owner our husband or we're going to be just start dialing back women's uh rights so we can overpower them and I mean, do I think why? Probably for agriculture, probably for business, probably for anything, for egos. I think it's really scary. I think women's sexuality is a very, can be very frightening and very misunderstood. So I think hmm. the whole thing is like, let's just control it, lock it down, put it in this box and give them a pill. Let's give women a pill. Let's never talk about it. Let's be shamed. Let's not even talk about it in schools. Like, you know what we do in America? We, this is our sex education. It has not changed, okay? My niece, 19 years old, this is her sex education like last year, two years ago in high school, right? It's all fear-based. It's it's don't get pregnant and don't get an STD. Like literally that's all it's about. Yeah. It's fear-based. And so, and then she like saying she had a class where the women had to take home a, um, had to take home a baby, right? And like learn how to care for like some baby and feed it and stuff. Like not a real baby. Sorry. Like that'd be weird. <laughs> They're like 16, but like a, toy, like a baby, like a toy baby, <laughs> like a, a baby, a, you know, freaking doll. But the boys didn't have to do anything. And then they had to write, she was all we had to do, and then we had to write like a paper on chlamydia. I'm like, that is not helpful. What we do need to be teaching in school is about pleasure. From a young, young age, I mean, we, we don't even, I mean, we, we feel like it's shameful. So why it's religion? Maybe we got caught once with our, you know, literally our pants down, or maybe we were touching ourselves when we were three because it feels good, and our parents are like, that's terrible, that's shameful, or just, and then we get that message in our head that it's wrong. It's shameful. We shouldn't touch ourselves. We shouldn't have pleasure. And then our parents are saying, like, we do ask questions, and they're like, well, sex is when you love somebody and then you you make a baby. And that's, so let's just be real with our kids. Let's just have real conversations. I think that kids should be learning about their anatomy when they're young, like when they're in kindergarten. Not like this is your clitoris, but more like, let's just start understanding our organs. Let's start, I mean, kids start liking boys and liking girls, liking other people when they're like in third grade. Let's talk about what that means and consent. And Well, probably a lot of the teachers that are in charge of teaching the classes are all tied up in their own shit right 
are. <laughs> like I would imagine for the most part, the teachers teaching kids, you know, 12 or whatever age yeah. year old kids are probably dealing with their own shame and their own stuff. And right. I wonder how their sex life is or how healthy they are. Right. Like there's no prereq with that. It's there, just like, no. okay, we'll give you these outdated textbooks, whoever you are, exactly. and you're just going to talk to the kids. Right. And they're terrified. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's where Enjoy. we're at though. We're it's right. going to be awkward. <laughs> and that's why I take calls every night when people are like, what do I do with my kids? What do I do with my kids? And all my friends are calling me now, like FaceTiming. They're like, she just came home. My friend's daughter's ten. She's like, she's asking me about puberty. Talk to Anna Emily, you know. Yeah. So I just do. I'm like helping, but we. I would love it. Like one of my dreams is to, and I'm working on it now. It's like sex education for kids in schools, and I think it has to be outsourced. I think it has to be like a peer program where we're teaching older students to teach the younger students. I think it's just. It, it, the schools aren't going to do it because parents freak out. They're like, I don't want sex ed or masturbation or any of that. And I think it is, it's because it's taboo. It could be religion. It could be culture. And it could be because like you're saying, even today, the teacher doesn't want to do it because they've never talked about it to anybody. So, and they actually don't know more than the kids. Yeah. I mean, you should believe, like, you have to understand we get thousands of questions a week and it's all the same things. People, all ages, we just don't know, but we want to know. So I wonder with particular parts in the body that a person may have shame around like I notice in my life I've carried a lot of tension around my anus and so like I'll be like no like actually even right now I just oh. released my anus oh good <laughs> I'm so glad <laughs> everyone should, maybe everyone should do that right now <sighs> yeah um, and so within that <laughs> everybody in the room is releasing their anus um, you know, so within that and I think as well, I think I have shame around my anus because it's kind of like an, uh, in my mind, hopefully that's evolving right now during this conversation, but yeah. it's like an ugly part of my body. You know, so it's something not a place that I'd like, if I wanted to turn, you know, you on or sexual partner, right. I wouldn't be like, here's my anus. <laughs> like, the way, like the internal part of it or just how it looks? The, like whole, you like your... the whole thing. I mean, okay. just not, not it's, it's like hairy. It's like, there's just right. not, it's not the most impressive place in my body. But again, it's all the eye, the eye of the beholder. Right. So yeah. I am the beholder in this case, you know, and so I would create a little bit of tension and clenching around that area right. because my belief system is that it's not very beautiful. Right. So how would, how would you do said that? person start to go in and start to create I mean, more, honestly, more I beauty think, in their anus? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, most, I think a lot of people have shame around it. They do. They're like, oh my God, why? It's all for exiting. Or men are like, if I put anything in there, it's going to make me gay. Or why would I even want to pay attention to it? So I really think for you, I mean, I would say explore your prostate because then you'd be like, it's my new best friend right. in, my, in my anus. Because I think that it's, that men have sort of Limited, and this is also changing though, because like 15 years ago when I was talking to you about like, man, it doesn't make you, like a sex act does not make you gay. So if you are, you know, the prostate is filled with nerve endings and men can have like incredible orgasms. I heard it's second to the clit. Yeah, it is. That is. Right? Yeah, it is. I mean, so it's, it's more than the cock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The cock is four. Okay. The circumcised cock is four thousand nerve endings. The clitoris is eight thousand nerve endings, and the anus is like a whole nother The prostate, and it's good for you. It's like healthy, and there's like great cool toys. Yeah. So I would say maybe if you started feeling pleasure around that, and I think mirrors are really helpful for anyone. If you have any like body shame or issues you don't love, I always tell women like. When you're masturbating and this goes for you and your anus, I would say bring a mirror and like take a look and like put your legs back and see what it does. Like I'm gonna use Instagram, some lube. I'm gonna Instagram live it. Instagram live your <laughs> anal probing. That would be huge. I think it's you time. You get a million followers. I think the world's ready. We, I'm ready. <laughs> 
<laughs> I want you to just release it, Anus. You released it here, and now you're going to release it on the Instagram live. I just, re- I just, re- I just, I just re-released it while you were talking. It kind of started to clutch up again. Well, I think a lot of this, the, the reasons, one of the questions I get asked about anal is that, hi, Instagram live. They're all releasing their anus. But so much tension we hold in women. We clench too. We clench our pelvic floor. We're clenching our anus. But I think a lot of the challenge people have around any kind of anal play is that that's what we do. Something comes near us. We tense. Yeah. We tense. And so we're like, there's nothing pleasure. But when you like learn to breathe it, like, oh. Right. Yeah. yeah. So what about other part? I mean, I'm interested in going deeper with the anus. Yeah. Um, let's do it. Babe. So let's keep doing it, actually. Prostate. So bottoms, gay men, bottoms they get less incidence of prostate cancer. But nonetheless, there's, again, all this shame wrapped up around anything that relates to the butt. Right. But it happens to be the healthiest thing that you possibly oh, do yeah. for your body. From, you do at least it right. From like cancer. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's really, really healthy. It's, it is true. I guess bottoms, yeah. And I wish that bottoms would become, become tops. I think in the gay community, they're so like, I can only be a bottom or a top. Oh, yeah. I, think if you get more I don't know switches. anything about that either. There's so much I need to learn, Emily. I know. I'm here. Dude, you come to the right place. <laughs> where, do you see where you're at? We're in Mecca. Do you see all our books, all our, all our toys? Um, yeah, I just think that we are all. Here's what I think. When you said, what do I think about sexuality now? Yeah. I think that my mission on the planet, I say, like saving the world one orgasm at a time, I believe that if people just understood that, like, wherever you're at now sexually, there is so much more out there for you to learn. Like, if you think you're having great sex now, just wait till you really, like, are present and breathe and discover all these other places to play on your body. It's it's just incredible. And you're with like a partner who's equally open to exploring. Is just amazing what you could unlock, what you could unleash, what you could feel. I mean, people are so afraid of vibrators. It's like, oh, get over it. Like your body can't vibrate, but do you know what a vibration feels like on in your prostate or on your clitoris or even on your forearm? It's just tingly and your partner can do it with you. It doesn't like take away from it. There's a certain thing like if you have to add something to the... Uh, penis vagina it's like not holy or something it's like yeah right what people like what? unless you're a Mormon then you, then you just soak do you know about the Mormon yes. soak yes I do know about the soak good move you just soak with your penis in the, <laughs> oh my god I just fell asleep I was, you know what I would do if I was, I'd keep I'd keep doing my pelvic floor muscles I'd be clenching clenching oh, you know, yeah, how that's long right. you gonna soak in my um, but yeah the process yeah <laughs> yeah there, uh, there's a lot see Religion. And this is no shame. I get it though. But I also think that to go, if people are the religion thing, I just want to say this and then we can go back to the prostate. Mm-hmm. Is that I understand it. Like there are certain doctrines and certain things you've heard growing up. And there's also people who don't even, like maybe they grew up and went to school that told them sex is wrong and all this stuff is wrong or masturbation is. But I think it's okay to become an adult and say, well, what still works for me? Does that still serve me, that belief? Yeah. And does it not? Well, I still have to go to church. But I don't have to believe it. I don't have to. I can still go to church and be. What did she say on The Bachelor the other night? I just started watching The Bachelorette. Um, Jesus still loves me. Like, because he was shaming her for having sex with people. It's like, yeah, you. we all get to decide, like, our own way that we want to be sexual and not have it. We don't want it to be controlled. We're so worried about slut shaming and people judging us. That's where it all comes from. All of this shame around sex comes from judgment and slut shaming and being told that it's just wrong, that pe- girls who sleep around are slutty or that we should wait till marriage. And there's just all these ridiculous. <clears throat> rules around sex that is keeping us from actually exploring this beautiful beautiful thing that we can experience with ourselves and others and it just makes me so sad so i want to be able to like for everyone just to break out of that yeah just start talking about it and exploring talk to your kids about it even if it's weird for you just be honest yeah i was talking to a guy recently um called paul check people know him obviously from listening to my podcast and he was talking about people that don't think that they are Christian, not that there's anything wrong. Like I'm pro 
Christ. Have you ever heard Christ means in the, the Dead Sea Scrolls? It means um, mushroom covered in God's semen. No. You heard that? <laughs> I have not, but I wish, I'm so glad I do now. I yeah, heard this Sumer- now. Sumerian, like Sumerian language. I, I might be making no. that up. But, these are, but something like go- that. Google that. You guys have Google power. You can Google it. Okay, yeah. Google look it. up, look up, look up Christ. Mushroom covered in God's semen. See how that comes out. <laughs> no, I did not know. Powerful okay. stuff. Wow. <laughs> yes. But, but one of the things he talked about that I was like, damn, that's right. Like, you can't not be Christian in the society that we grow up in, being like Western culture, because it's so deeply infused in, in every aspect of everything, yeah. into the government, into the money, into you know, your, your childhood, into your schooling system, into all of it. So you can say that I'm agnostic or atheist or Buddhist or whatever, but you're Christian. And right. with, within that, like you learn at a young age, or at least I did, my mind, you know, because you're trying to piece things together, is that there's like this long, white, bearded man wearing a robe, like staring, standing up in the side there's of your bed, you know, judging your anus. Right. You know, so judging if you're in there like anus. jerking off or doing something strange, like there's this awareness that there's this deity being yeah. and they're just like you know nodding their head exactly. in disappointment and that right. starts from such a young fucking such age such a young age and that you're ex- that's such a great picture because that is still what we hear all the time women are like I don't masturbate it's wrong or it's 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 still that message like a, a friend of mine's been married for like 15 years and she wants to try something like sex she's like I just feel guilt she's like I kind of want to watch porn with her husband she's like I just there's still it goes back to her upbringing and we don't even realize that's the thing we don't even know that it's friggin there Mm -hmm. so I think to overcome like you were saying is to realize that like I'm giving myself pleasure like if you have to breathe through it like look in the mirror and see your body and like loving up your I mean you probably talk to you about body image and self-esteem and how do you get there it's like it's an inside job and however you can like connect it is that a prostate reference yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was a confidence reference, oh, self confidence, oh. but but prostate is too. Well, yeah, yeah. All right, we can help you with all of it. Yeah. Right. What about the in between spaces between the the cock and the anus, or the vagina and the anus? Um, the perineum. Mm-hmm. Is that literally the in between space? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's <laughs> the, the metaphor. Like, like, is that metaphorically, or do you mean the perineum? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That has a lot of. That's a good starter point. Like, if you for a man, if you want to kind of explore there, or the taint, yeah, as we call it, the taint. Um. Because if you apply pressure there, you have like indirect stimulation um, to all those nerve endings. So just mm-hmm. like putting a thumb up there. And like you got the million dollar point. Yeah. It's a big deal. Right. Mm. Right? Feels good. Have you explored? Yeah. I yeah. haven't ejaculated for, I don't know. Oh. Two, three weeks. I usually do like twice a month. Okay. You're pre- how's that? Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So how's that going? How long have you been doing that practice? I don't even know long. I, like a while. <clears throat> like years. I'm not sure. Five years. I don't know. I read, um, what's that book called? Uh, Multi-orgasmic man, Montag Chia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great book. I used to always recommend that, and then I felt like it was difficult for some people to. Oh, I like it. It feels so, like biblical to me. Yeah, no, the multi-orgasmic man is a great. So tell me, so what what made you read that book? Were you having some? Oh, premature ejaculation. I was a premature ejaculator. Okay, it was they a bummer. Can... Yeah, no, and I'm circumcised it? as well, which is right. like people talk about, like, oh, like poor men with their circumcision, they can't feel. I was like, I'm trying to figure out how to unfeel. Like, I don't right. know what you guys are talking about. Wow, so from a from the first time you had sex, probably. No, so it was no. interesting. I was with uh. one specific partner who was like one of the more meaningful partners in my life, which I think had like there was some like, trauma scarring around that. Yeah, um, where we had like great sex for like years, and then something happened that new pressures or something happened in my psyche or my cock or my purse somewhere um, that all of a sudden I like I couldn't 
hold back. And then there was like this new compounded pressure, which is stuff that you know about, you know, deeply of like, now you have the pressure of going into it, knowing that that's going to happen. And then it's like, it gets worse and worse and worse. And it's compounded. And it's like, ah. And then I was just like, you know, good for nothing sexuality or sexually, which even that belief system being good for nothing, that's like a big problem. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm so proud of you because this is what I tell men. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah, it's like Taoist sex principle. Like, the less you ejaculate, you can learn to have an orgasm without ejaculation. Yeah, 50, which sounds like 50 you've to that. 250 million sperm in a singer, single load. Yeah. Can I say load? Yeah, you could. That's appropriate. I guess yeah. it's my podcast. It's your podcast. Okay. <laughs> we say load. Yeah. But no, you're right. So how long, that's, a, so you're saying from that now, you have totally, you don't, because I always tell men, I get those, every day I get a call about premature ejaculation. It's like, okay, it's a practice. Are you ready? Like you, you don't want to talk edge. about it. It's again, one of those things that you don't want to talk yeah. about because you're not, that's like one of the biggest kind of, I don't know, scars on a man's ego is if it you're is. a premature ejaculator. Yeah. Even that term. Oof. I know. Hurts. I, it does hurt. And men are like, anything with their penis is just like destroying. It's, like they, it's like, yeah, they, they literally feel um, emasculated. If there's anything they can't perform, they can't provide, their partner can't have an orgasm, they blame themselves. But yeah, pretty much. So, so you're saying now every few weeks and then how, and you can, and you can have an orgasm without ejaculation, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. I think it's, yeah, I think you it's read better the whole that book way. all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. So I now, think, yeah. So essentially the thing is like I do, I'll ejaculate almost for like medicinal purposes. I'm like, okay, I think this is appropriate. Like it's built up enough. Right. Like I think we should we should get it out. Right. Or I'm good with ejaculating inside of my partner. Right. Um, in any form, essentially. I just don't feel like I don't want to waste I don't want to waste 250 right. sperm. Right. But how do you million. feel? How did you feel more clarity? Do you feel more energy when you don't yeah ejaculate? Yeah. So that's that's the whole thing. So you don't have um, oh what is the what is the hormone that's that's you get a bunch of it after you ejaculate. It's like Oxytocin? Part of, prolactin? No, prolactin, yeah. yeah. You don't get that like prolactin surge. You're like, right. ugh, I just want to like eat a hoagie and like right. fall asleep. Right. And just like do nothing with my life for yeah. the next three hours. Um, so you just Amazing. bypass all of that and you get to have all the sex. I even find sometimes it's it's an interesting thing to have sex and not even go to that point of, which I think maybe maybe this I'm not this isn't advice for anybody this is just something that I've done that I found interesting not you can go too far with it where you like ejaculate yeah you know that's about? true yep and then you st- it's kind of still like a pseudo ejaculation you're like you're still a little bit that stuff so I find I prefer not to go to that point okay and a lot of people if you just go straight to the million dollar spot you'll have you'll still have a little bit of that like sleepy type feeling but right. it's much less okay and they talk about that in the multi-guys yeah as multi- well. I for, it's, we have it on the shelf you guys we, I, this is what you got to come on my show and talk about like how long did it take you to get to that point where you any any guy can get to that point literally right now it's really not complicated it's that's why it's called the million dollar spot you know so you can you, as you're getting close to ejaculation you can just put your hand underneath that like perineum area it's uh-huh. kind of like a soft spot um, so just like right behind the balls essentially um, and so you put your hand up in that area essentially creates like a vacuum seal. And so where you would ejaculate, your body just, there's no, the pressure right. won't allow it to go forward. Right. And then you just hold that until it, it goes back. But, but that's not where they would start. Like if the guy's been a premature ejaculator his whole life, he's not going to like be like, cool, so go the, into so sex the, so tonight the, and then be so like. So the process with that, yeah. So that, I'm just, pro- I'm just saying you can stop yourself from ejaculating right now. Right, um, right. But then the process that I found really helpful was not taking sex like it was like, you know, the Olympics. You know, and it's not yes. like there's all this pressure of like, oh, you know, so having sex and penetration, making that be more something that's like, um, you know, being 
comfortable with just hanging out and breathing and like, cool, like we're doing this and, you know, I'm inside of you and that's great, you know, and, and now I'm not and that's fine too. There's not this just immediate like, okay, on and they're like, oh, here we go. This is exactly what I was starting to say earlier is that I, my other dream, I do not want sex. I wish that sex wasn't so linear. Like it's all the build up to, towards penetration, yeah. which is what we see in movies and porn. It's all about penetration where sex could be this like totally fluid, like maybe you're just like making out and touching yeah. each other and oral sex and just playing sensory play. It's not like that you could be have some penetration and then pull back. Like I, I wish that people just realize sex is just touching I, and movement yeah. and sensations and not about the. Well, ideally it's a vehicle for connection and not just busting a nut, you know, but for the most part, you have all this energy that wants to, for a guy that wants to like, ugh, like get your thing yes. off, you know, but ideally, like I was, I was thinking about this before I came over here, I did a yoga class and at the end, a bunch of people leave before the Shavasana part, the corpse pose, or yeah, you lie there and the like part. all the teachers like, this is what it's all about. Right. Where are you, you going? Know, like, here we go. Like everyone's just like, all right, I'm out. Like yeah. I did my asana, like I got sweaty, like I'm good. Right. We, we have a, a similar perspective on sexuality where it's like we want to get like the asana like get the movement stuff out right. and then we kind of skip out on like the meaningful part which right. is a vehicle for connection I exactly. think exactly no it is I that you're Yes, we need to all. I, I wish that we had more connection sexually. Like, there's nothing worse than someone just like comes and like roll over, falls asleep. Like, yeah, it's just like what? No, aftercare. Yeah, after connection. I guess with that, you have to be with a partner that you actually give a damn about. That's true. And you're not just That's trying, a to, trying to whole other journey trying to fuck them. It's exactly, which can happen too. I get it. Nothing wrong with sport fucking, but if you want to go deeper, there's other paths to pleasure. Yeah. So, how's your love life presently? My love life presently is... I'd imagine that's something you talk about. <laughs> I do talk about it, but you know what's funny? It's been... Um, I've been focused... This is going to sound silly, but I've really been focused on focused the last few months on like like loving myself more in the sense of I was so focused on my work and I was in a relationship and we broke up and I was like, you know, I... I looked up and I've been doing this for so long, bit of a workaholic. And I was like, I'm going to make up. I worked on like making my home a home. I lived in a place for like two years. I have a lot of furniture in it, like making more friends, making my life really full. Yeah. And I haven't been focused on it until like very recently. Why do you think that is? Um, Because I've always been in something a lot of times in my life. And I just think, I I felt like I was at this turning point in my life where I hadn't caught up to where I, okay, so I didn't even really talk about this on my show, but I I feel like I, um, I still had work to do. So what I did years ago I used to always be in one relationship go from one to the next to the next and then it's really important when you go through a breakup I believe or you end a relationship to spend time on your own and figure out like what did I learn from this relationship I think we do such great work in relationships if we choose to and then after the relationship what did I learn and all that stuff and then I realized that, like I I just needed to um, I feel like I, I was, wasn't ready to get into anything else until I cleared up some of my own stuff that was still going on like family stuff I went back to like I did some EMDR therapy the last seven months it's like amazing work yeah where it's like reprocessing things trauma and and just learning to take you know I don't know building a home building a life and I don't know it's just been a different time so it's been it's interesting it's like yeah I just haven't been so my love life Previous that was great, fun. I don't know. Right now it's different. I'm a different person. I oh, this is what I was saying. I haven't caught up to where my life was. My life is in a, um, a really good place. Like a lot do you of things. Feel, been do you feel for. pressure to have to have like this illustrious, crazy, amazing, some form of 
I know. I noticed as I asked that question, you like dropped your phone. You're like, oh, oh God. No, you know what it is? I don't anymore because I've been doing this for 15 years. So I'm not like, if you go back and listen to the last 5,000 podcasts, like I've had sex. I feel good about my work. I know what I'm doing. It's not, and the thing is, the show's not even really about who I'm dating and what I'm doing. But right. um, no, I don't feel that pressure at all. I feel like I'm setting a really good example too by by really taking the time. I was like, I don't even want anyone in my home right now. I don't want anyone in my body. I just want to like do this important work, catch up to where my life is. I'm so freaking grateful right now where I'm at in my life because I've built this dream company like from a podcast 15 years ago where no one fucking knew what that was and into like where I had this the most amazing loving team that I don't think I could have had if I was focused on building a relationship the last few months the last whatever and I have I get to help people and do what I love every day I've got a national radio show which was like a dream I just everything's really good but my life felt sort of like I need to like nurture take care of myself and now I'm coming out of that do you think that your home is a representation of other things beyond just the house yeah my home was i think our home is like you know we're grounding where you where you ground where you nurture yourself where you want to come home and you want to feel at peace and you want to feel you're surrounded by everything in your house should be things that you pick that you love and and i like and and it wasn't my home would become a place of like stress for me it'd become a place of like Hmm. um i have to i don't know i just wasn't making i didn't have it sounds it's hard to explain i just i wasn't creating and it wasn't making time I wasn't prioritizing making a home I'd never done that before really why do you think that is um I think my childhood was very chaotic I know why it is I've had a lot of therapy lately <laughs> my, I grew up in a very um chaotic household growing up where I was very much independent and I had to take care of myself and I've been working since I was 14 and it was chaotic like parents divorce I was and so I I didn't know how to like nurture myself. I didn't, didn't know how to like make a home comfortable because I never experienced like, oh, home was never safe for me growing up. Home was never the place that I came home to and I was like, ah, mom and dad, like no. So for me, it was always being out, like running, like working and doing things and working out, being with friends. But then I finally like moved into this dream house and I was like, I don't know, where do I start? Like, okay, I have a day off. I'm going to go to like, hmm. you know, restoration by myself. I don't know how to put, you know, I don't know. It just became this other stress. So I just... I didn't know how. I realized it was chaos. And then what I did in my therapy is I realized that I um, having a lot of busyness in my life became a coping mechanism to distract me from actually feeling things and being my body and connecting to the, to the my fullest potential. Yep. So once I realized that I was like on my house and it wasn't like horrible. Like I had a couch. My house is great. But it was like it wasn't filled with stuff <laughs> that couch, I felt any safe. Any house with a couch is respectable. Right. <laughs> I had a couch and TV which I don't watch. But I was like okay. I'm, and I, One night I was there and I was a little sick and I was like wow I've created like I have nothing. I don't have food in the refrigerator. Like it was just this oh I'm recreating my child. You know people say like you marry your father or you marry your you, right. you do recreate patterns from childhood until you realize they're not serving you and you got to like, dress it to get out of it. So I was like oh wow this isn't what I want and this is the this is mm. I'm going to take the time and ground in and I don't know it's been now I have a beautiful home and it, I just Would being in a a more like grounded feeling home make you feel uncomfortable you think at that time like you'd find some way to kind of like sabotage it or there. erase that I didn't even know how to get I didn't know uh maybe maybe it would maybe but I used to I used to funny I used to joke because when I did it boyfriends my friends were like joking this was years ago in San Francisco they're like oh does he have a really big tv because I used to joke I was like is he really big and like the punchline was like tv because I'm like oh we just sit on his couch and watch tv like I always loved being at my boyfriend's houses are like not at my own because I was like home with stress for me. But I didn't, I couldn't, couldn't get out of it. I just thought I was, 
bad at it. Like, I don't know. I, I didn't know, make the connection. So now I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I've got my work and my home life. Like now I'm like, I don't know. I just feel more grounded. And I think that's, we go through these different periods in our life where you just, hopefully you do your work and you keep sinking in and you get rid of wasn't serving you. It wasn't like a huge problem. Like everything was fine. And I just, to me it, though, it became like really loud. Yeah. It was like really loud. Like ground yourself, make a home, like make it your own, like come home from work and be like chill. And now I have this meditation space and it's just all sunny and it's great. Yeah. That's why I think like you got to give your vagina a home. <laughs> yeah. The vagina, exactly. Needs a home. I was like, make the bedroom the sexiest, fucking hottest bedroom I've ever, uh, you've ever stepped into. Yeah, you know? that's what I was thinking with like the set and setting, which is like a psychedelic term, but set and setting for your for your masturbation. Oh, what I do for like, yeah, yeah, have a set and setting. You need it, yeah. Well, the, like that's what the initial question was was like, how do you set it up right. for like a, a good self yeah. love session or whatever the best terminology is yeah because I think if you're in a place that feels dry and barren and kind of isolated yeah. it's like you can be you know flicking your bean or whatever it doesn't matter but, like get it done but, but now I have like candles I have an outdoor like I open the doors I have like this outdoor patio and I have like it's like an extension of my bedroom and I play music and I like candles and my toys are all organized and charged and they're like my it's just much more like I play music I've got the whole like and I have my house up now they have little beds everywhere and couches like I want I have people over I'm like I want everyone to feel like they could just chill out comfortable have sex have drink no I don't know not everyone have sex in my house but like I just want it to be that environment that what I would want I built a space that's what I would want. Do you feel like you've been able to heal that stuff in relation to the your childhood, in relation to like home and parents and such? I don't oh, know yeah, what the story is huge. exactly. But. Yeah, I think I think I have. I mean, it's not like, believe me, I've been in and out of therapy probably for my whole life. I've been a very much like a seeker. Yeah. I've done meditation, silent meditation retreats and therapies, different kinds of modalities. Um, I don't think you're ever truly done. I'm done for now, I think, but I think you're always peeling back the layers of the onion. So for me, I love this work. I love that I'm a therapist, but then helping... Myself helping others. When I become healthier, then I can even become healthier for my listeners, yeah. for the people I'm helping. So, um, but yeah, I think I've healed it. I've, I've, I'm pretty, I'm pretty impressed with myself right now. What the about, work I've done. What about squirting? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. I vote yes on squirting. Okay. Yeah. Why? What do you want to know about it? Well, first, does anyone can anyone access emotional their, trauma? Their, their, Tell me about squirting. Their, their squirt power. And is it a healthy, beneficial thing to do? Is it a neutral thing to do? Is it a it's detrimental neutral. thing? Let me tell you about squirting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 10 years ago. So I said, I've been doing this for 15 years. Nine to ten, eight years ago. Now, I, would even, I would even say six years ago, zero people asked me about squirting. It was mm. not even a thing. No one was like, can I squirt? How can I squirt? <laughs> and then apparently in every single porn right now, people are squirting. And like they're having sex and they're bringing their friends and then they're all squirting. So now everybody wants to know how to squirt. And yeah, it's a real thing. Women can ejaculate. Yes, there is urine. There's traces of urine from the periurethral fluids. It's fine. Who cares if it's all urine? But it's not all urine. It's not, from it's my not all urine. But even if it was, people are so tripped up. But it's not all urine. There are traces of urine. Yeah. But it is from a different duct, a periurethral fluids. And so for women, it's mostly through stimulating like your G-spot, having really strong, working your pelvic floor is so important always, just for life, not just because you want to squirt. But the stronger your, your pelvic floor is and then applying pressure to like your pubic mound and G-spot for women, you can learn to, yeah, you can learn to squirt. Now, some women can squirt and that's like with orgasm. They're like, oh, I had an orgasm. I squirt. It was amazing. And some women just squirt without orgasm and some women just squirt. I don't know. And I do think 
it can be like a release and it can feel great. And it's, I don't think it should be a goal just because your partner wants you to. I think if you want to, that's awesome. Learn it and see how it feels for you. But I don't think it's like, like not like prostate. Like that is, there is more of a maybe health benefit, but sure, like the figure out to squirt but there's not like this major like that i've heard of, like it's a great benefit for women to squirt all the time so what's the squirt recipe like how like step one two three step one which would, is g-spot was invented by a guy no albert griffin named it Greffen- and let me tell you about fucking graffenberg <laughs> fuck him he didn't even have a g-spot and i don't even want to call the spot if anything i want to call it an it. area i want to call it like the gray area like i don't want to take away the g it's, it's an area it's a g area okay it's not a spot when you tell it's a spot everyone's like i don't know that spot where's my spot does it's an area and maybe it's part of your clitoral internal clitoral uh nerve endings or maybe it's a g-spot like just funny just feel around that area like Mm. so i think the big big step is just to like be turned on maybe you knock out a clitoral orgasm you're already turned on and then you're with yourself or a partner and your like legs are back and you can use a finger you can use a toy you can use a dildo and you just apply like direct pressure to the g-spot apply pressure the area to the area area. it's gonna take years to (laughs) rewire this um the g area patriarchal and you just apply it is i know i love the patriarchal men women i love all of us we didn't know any better to give up our rights um and the pubic mound you got a pressure on the mound the pubic mound is magic like i didn't know this because it's indirect yeah so the pubic mound is indirect stimulation to your g-spot so i know when i first started having sex i was like always pressing on that i was like why am i doing that but that's for me that helps me with like orgasm i do that with my cock too to put more blood into it yeah I put it on my own pubic mound. There you go. I've done that for years. And then also I never thought about the that. magic I do the wand. Same with a woman. Yeah, same thing. Damn. Same thing. Wow. And, and, and the prostate. I would explain to you how to find your prostate the same way I would explain to you find the G, the gray area. <clears throat> and to squirt, you, you need to push. My push, understanding. Push pressure. Push. No, no, no. Push out. Yeah, like you're pressure. pushing out. Pressure out. Yeah. Doing your kegels. Pressure out. <gasps> pubic mound. A lot of women through the mag- using the magic wand on their pubic mound, right. and then. Yeah, and just like releasing and letting go and not being afraid if it is your, and you just like kind of, yeah, you just stimulate. It's different for everyone. I mean, I don't know. You want me to walk it through? I mean, I think it's do it with a toy, do it with a partner, use a lot of pressure, use a finger, use a toy, pressure, work your, kegels, important. They're the muscles that contract and relax for orgasm. How do I find my prostate? Okay. (laughs) Gosh. Sex 101. All right. So, uh, you, you want to lay back. You want to be comfortable. Okay. Maybe you want to already orgasm. Maybe you want to like get yourself turned on or you don't want to have to ejaculate. But you just want to... Um, so, what you do is you want to make sure you use a lot of lube. Have a lot of lube. Buy your nightstand. I like that sirens go off as we're make talking sure about that, the prostate because it's illegal. And you want to make sure... <laughs> I know, right? It's we not didn't illegal. That that was, I love that, that you're showing universe. this to your listeners that, that like you're universe. like, oh, no, we, you know... <laughs> it's so healthy look at you you're like a healthy man like yeah and you put you lay back and you would use a finger or a partner could use a finger or you could use a toy and you and you just kind of um, start slow with like a pinky put it inside I mean, mm. you could even start to just if you're with a partner you're with yourself oh you're asking me I don't know um, with myself because I still have some anal shame that I'm working on oh okay but so ideally anal we'll shame. get to the point maybe this week even right after wow. this conversation, oh my god, I'm gonna I yeah, we're gonna this. get some fingers in my bum after this. I think yes, I'm ready. I, I feel like you are. <laughs> um, so then yeah, just take a look, take a mirror even. Yeah. That's gonna help with your shame. 
Oh, yeah. And um, the Instagram Live. And the Instagram Live that everyone was doing. <laughs> I forgot we were on Instagram Live. How no, many people worry. are watching don't, us? Don't worry about it. It's all good. Um, I'm just, okay. So you want to like, um, okay. I'm just, hold on. This is like beeping. So you want to make sure that you are relaxed and you're breathing. Yeah. So what happens is like we were saying when you get to, you like tense, tense, right? Yeah. So you want to like put a finger inside. You could use, um just like your pinky finger or whatever finger feel probably it helps use like a middle finger inside and it's the same thing that I tell so what you want to do is you put your finger inside and it's more of like applying a, a pressure it's not like a like you're going in and out but you're just sort of feeling around in there and you're going to find like a a, a a spot like kind of like I explained about the G area like there's like a rough patch and it's in towards your belly button the little spot of your prostate and then you're just going to want to like apply pressure to it Moving your finger around and just kind of like seeing what it feels like. And not. This shouldn't and, and make you not, blush. This is. You're just staring at me. So just, and I'm visualizing. I'm trying to pay attention. Okay. So. Trying I to feel learn. Like should, so, yeah. And you want to like breathe, lay back, and, and put your legs back, maybe, and just use a thing. And you just like. It, so, you have never done it. No, I do it regularly. This isn't for oh. me. I have well, a fucking prostate vibrator. One? Okay. Yeah, I, mean, so I think it's great. So does this? But I told you, you I think I need a bigger one. We've wait till you. Should we show them right now? Do you want to get one out of the closet? Let's get some out of here. I think okay. it's time. Yeah. I think you're, yeah, I'm I'm ready to graduate. You're die. You tell me. <laughs> so um. I found using the the prostate massage along with masturbation is actually really helpful for um tapping into that like i always found like the whole full body orgasm stuff to be very elusive yes but the prostate actually kind of like turns that on right in such a way that i didn't i didn't um i wasn't really able to access through my cock right so having the prostate organ which you have had now yeah is incredible. and it's interesting as well because it almost feels like you're able to like continue the orgasm yeah. so like whereas like you'll feel like you're at the edge of ejaculation but you can kind of it's almost like oh like i think i'm going to but no i don't think i'm going to and you can kind of like float in that area yeah. longer yeah yeah where when it's all cock centered it's like there's like a volcano at the well, edge that's of your the penis thing. it's like taking away from your cock so you already have an erection right when you're doing this and you kind of get to like a level six you're about to ejaculate this is like my beginner tips and then you go in with like a finger or this toy that we're going to show you in a minute. I can't wait. Are we um, going to use it? Are we going to use it? <clears throat> anyway, just this bring me a few. Do you know Jason Ellis? Yes. If this was Ellis's show, it would be in my butt. I know. Probably. I'm not going to, I don't do hands-on <laughs> stuff. Like you just did hands-on for me. <laughs> so you want to just insert it first, like slowly to the knuckle. I'm just telling your listeners because I don't feel like I was very accurate, but I also have a great podcast on my site. <laughs> Who was just on talking about anal? Just go to my website. Oh, um, I don't remember. Um, <laughs> So yeah, to the you okay? Well, do you want me to get? Oh, ask. Oh, Jamie's not here. Yeah, oh, and Neros up there. Sorry, honey. Above okay. yes, all those. I don't think I'm ready for the black one. Oh, look at that. Vibrating. Kegel. Wow, it's red. No, this is the Kegel one. That's for the Kegel. And Neros. Same one. Same one. Oh no, maybe not. G-spot. This one. Not G spot prostate. Not. So right now we're pulling out various different. Um, penetratory apparatus. Okay. We've got the. Aneros. This doesn't have vibration, but Uh-oh. this is. Uh, oh, oh no! This is there for women too. There we go. Boom! Device. There it is. Vibrating. This is the winner of outstanding. This was last year. My okay. friend. Oh. Can you describe forest? It? Okay. What's the shape. The um. Yes, I'll tell you everything. But if you go to my website, I can't remember the name. The the the. It was with Forest from Aneros. It was a great podcast we did, and he talks 
all about this. So mm. this is a, uh, it's called the Vice. It's a vibrating male G-spot stimulator. High medical grade silicone and orgasms are, so how it works is like it's very much shaped like the, should we take it out? Yeah, like the prostate. <clears throat> is this like the one that you've had? When we do yours, we can we can do a, an instructional. I'm so excited for you to be on my podcast now. You're like my total guy. So you could use it without, so is this the bigger than the one you have? It's about the same size, but I'm, I'm we down. We have bigger, to, dude, down we, to... Kristen's just newer here with the prostate toy. We have so many. So this is a little vibrator. Oh, dear God. Dude, no, that's just half of it. You have butt plug or oh, penetrate apparatus the way that I have supplements in my cabinet. Yes. It's like literally we're like living mirror lives yep. but yours is just exactly ever so slightly skewed. And so I tell you <laughs> I know ever so slightly. It's okay honey we'll get him we'll, I'll show him after. We're good. I'm going to have to get a picture of that that I'll post on yeah, the yeah. Instagrams. We'll do it. It'll be good. So this goes inside right and the great thing about a Neros is that that when this this is a vibrator that goes in it, it's not turned on right now. But like, what's so great is that this goes in the prostate, right? Mm. And there's our directions. You have to go slow and make sure you're warmed up. But these le- these levers act as like a um, pressure point. So there's pressure points like this is inside of you. Mm-hmm. But then also the way you like you're like steering it. It's like a steering wheel, so you can mm. kind of move it. And then ever so slightly, this is hitting your perineum. This is hitting other points, and you can even twist it. There's all these pressure points that this is. It's it's like you're steering a boat. You're steering a catamaran, right? Yeah. And then um, we have a few others. Oh, it has a battery. (laughs) Can I? Anyway, so use a lot of lube. Make sure you're already turned on. Go slow, and also you might want to. If you've never done any prostate play, you might want to use a butt plug. Where are we at on time on this? Do we need to wrap this thing up? I feel like you have like a life that you need to attend to. I just have four. (laughs) I just have four hours more of podcast today. (laughs) We should wrap this thing up. We'll do it again. We will. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This is so fun. Well, you got to go in the end. We're not done because you got to go shopping in the sex sex store. I'll go shopping. Yeah, I can't wait. This is going to be really exciting. Um, How do people learn more about you? Where do people go? Um, Okay. So, uh, Sex with Emily everywhere. Instagram. Go to sexwithemily.com. We release three podcasts a week. I am on Sirius XM Radio, LA Drive Time, Monday through Friday, 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 East on Stars 109. And my podcast is available three times a week wherever you listen to podcasts. It's at Sex with Emily on Instagram and all social media. And um, if you have any questions, you can call into the show, even if you don't have Sirius, um, or you could also uh, send me a question, feedback at sexwithemily.com. We've got tons of blogs and posts about literally everything we've talked about here. We have 15 years of information on our site. So find me. Come say hi. I love it so much. I've been really enjoying getting to deep dive into your stuff. And upon observing you, which sounds creepy saying it like that, um, it's very apparent that you care very deeply for people. And so when you're communicating with with folks, it's like very obvious that you want to promote them and you want them to succeed and you want them to feel well and feel welcomed. And yeah, I do. Yeah. So I just, that's something that I noticed in your conversations with people. You're very staff and stuff. No, that too. But I'm saying in listening, in listening to your, to your podcast, um, it was just something that I, I I noticed that I thought was very cool. Oh, thank you. Mm. That's really kind. Yeah. And thank you for my incredible body work. I feel shifted and Good. different and grounded and like that was amazing. Acro yoga and yeah. 
it was interesting in this in the beginning it was fascinating to watch you try and put your like emily back on yeah it was very cool i was like there was a couple emily of, went away for like an hour it was very cool yeah yeah nice. i noticed like a couple there was a couple like breaths and a couple kind of like eye opens of like okay like get here back here back i gotta go like that who's emily again oh right fuck okay butt plugs let's go right. <laughs> prostate massage right. really yes okay okay, okay. <laughs> i can do it thank you this is a gift thank you so much <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening. Over now. Hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. I want to present y'all with a fun opportunity of starting a program that I created called the Align Method Online Program that focuses on unwinding the unsightly patterns of staring into technology, essentially. So forward head posture, roll forward shoulders, hyperkyphotic spine, disengage glutes, knees collapsing in. If there's collapse in any level in the body, it will trickle up and down through the rest of the system. That program focuses on unwinding those things, giving you self-care practices, movement practices, and lifestyle adjustments, very subtle ones, that will give you all more flexibility, more strength, more confidence, more energy, all the good things. Um, And you can start the first week absolutely free and just go to alignpodcast.com slash align method, A-L-I-G-N method. Along with that guy, you will receive the Align Band, which is a heavy-duty resistance band with a door anchor. And that also comes with its own online program that is free with that thing. Go to alignband.com and start that program for free. Um, I think that's it. I so greatly appreciate you guys listening to this conversation. So greatly appreciate reviews on iTunes, sharing uh, on the Instagrams or the Facebooks or wherever you do your shares. Uh, This program goes on lives on because of y'all so um it doesn't go unnoticed thank you for listening thank you for views thanks for joining your life enjoy